Hey, listen, just had a conversation that is just amazing, but you'll be hearing very shortly here with Shane Sams and along with his lovely wife, Jocelyn Sams. They're a dynamic duo. And let me tell you something. Don't let the Kentucky, what do you call it? Swang fool you. This guy is the real deal. He's going to help you really get in tuned with building a legacy for your family, not just later, but now. Building a legacy now into the future and really taking control of your lifestyle. That will be what you're looking for. So please listen to every word he says here because he's, he's got a lot to give and got a little offer at the end as well. So take care and enjoy. All right, we are live, people. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is The Authority Project, and I am here with my new good friend here, Shane Sams, and he says he's here to help us take control of our family's future. Is that right, Shane? That's what we do every day, all day over at Flip Flop Style, man. And people don't know this, but we've already talked about dinosaurs, moving to Mars, <laughs> everything. So if you're just getting warmed up, people. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> so. Yes, sir. So we shall see what he can do for us today on this current episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. And we are back with another one, folks. This is the Authority Project. I'm Brian S. Arnold. You are the project. You want to slap authority to your name so we can sell more of what you're great at. And I am here with Shane, and we're having a good time here so far. How are you doing, Shane, today? Man, I am doing awesome. That was a good theme song, man. I'm a head bobbing. That's a good theme song, dude. Appreciate it. Awesome. So let's dive in, first of all, Shane, with who you are personally and then professionally. Awesome, man. Well, I am uh, Shane Sams. I am a former social studies teacher and football coach from Southeast Kentucky. Now, I know some of you are reaching for the dial, but <laughs> hey, listen, if you confuse my intellect for my dialect, you're going to miss hey. something important in the next 30 minutes. I'm telling hey, you. Hey. Right? And uh, I was a school teacher until about 2012, man. And uh, like a lot of people, my, I used daycare for my son. And uh, we had a real bad experience with the daycare center. Mm -hmm. Found out that one of the people there were abusing my son, uh, not sexually, but yeah. they were uh, locking him in a bathroom to punish him for hours mm. at a time. And asked my boss for a day off work that I, so I could go handle the situation. And my boss told me no. said I could handle my personal problems after work. And oh. it was in that moment I decided I wouldn't go work for nobody ever again. Right. <laughs> so I started doing some research, man. Wow. And uh, my wife and I discovered online business, figured out how to replace our entire income on the internet, working from home with membership sites. And uh, that's what we've been doing ever since 2012. I have an amazing wife. Her name's Jocelyn. I got to give her a shout out. She's not here, but uh, she is my 50-50 life partner and business partner. Well, it's actually 49-51 because she usually <laughs> makes the calls, right? And uh, man, I got a great little girl named Anna Joe who I love so much. She's a cheerleader and we travel all over the world watching her do flips and cartwheels. Oh, awesome. And, and uh, my son, Isaac, he's 12 years old. He loves to fish. And uh, okay. I'm going to give it okay. samsfishing.com. I'll give Isaac's uh, website a shout out. Awesome. So, <laughs> that's me, man. That's me. And that, that's pretty much the last 10 years of my life in five sentences. Great, great. So is there any current project right now that you're working on at the moment? 
Yeah, man. I mean, our life's mission is FlippedLifestyle.com, the Flipped Lifestyle podcast, where we help other families figure out how to make a living online, go out, find 100 people to pay them $50 a month, make 60 grand a year, and uh, so they can take control of their life just like we did. We actually started out in a completely different industry, man. I used to sell lesson plans to librarians. That's what me and my wife did. And we had education sites. I sold playbooks to football coaches. And uh, we actually started helping some friends in our personal circle make money online. And then we helped some more people make money online. Then we helped hundreds of people start making money online. And we realized that this mission, this work was bigger than us. And uh, we actually sold all of our other companies, got rid of that. We had a seven-figure exit from a website Mm -hmm. and went all in in 2017 on helping other families find the freedom we have. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that, take, that takes care of one of my questions from for later. So there you go. Hey, man, so, we can go deeper. <laughs> I, I'm an onion. Keep peeling, baby. You, you're going to find a lot of stuff underneath there, man. You know what I mean? So tell, tell us oh, before we dive in further, what is your daily routine? Oh, yeah, man. So we work for ourselves. Uh, my wife and I work together. we got an awesome team that supports us. And we get up every morning and we start as a family together and eat breakfast. That's really important to us. That's one of the goals that we had when we first started out in online business was, can we spend time with our kids in the morning? Can we take our kids to school together? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we do that. We get our kids ready for school, take them to school. Then usually uh, me and Jocelyn take the dogs for a walk or we'll lift weights or something like that, get a little workout in. Usually the workday starts about 10, ends about three. Um, a lot of that's podcasting meetings, things like that. And we're right back in the bus line, <laughs> picking the kids up uh, from school. <laughs> now, now, depending on the day, that's going to change. Because sometimes you got practice going one way, practice yeah. going the other, cheerleading one way. My son does Brazilian jiu-jitsu a couple of days nice. a week. So okay. fi- we got to figure out how to get the kids where we're going. But usually <laughs> they con me into going to this amazing Mexican restaurant down the street from my office. So about three, four days a week, I'm eating fajitas, right? <laughs> so, and then, uh, man, we usually wind down in the evening. Usually the kids are doing their own thing. Uh, I got, my brother lives up in Cincinnati and we play Xbox together at night and talk about our day. So Sweet. get to hang out with him and Sweet. crash and do it all over again, man. It's amazing. Great stuff. Great stuff. So that's, uh, that's amazing. That's amazing routine. Daily stuff going on there. So if you can, if you can do Xbox and eat Mexican food and yeah. take your kids to school every day, it's a good day. Oh, that's yeah. a good day, son. A very good day. Most people can't do that. So let's dive into how we can change that for people. Let's do it. And, and have this kind of lifestyle. So I heard you, first of all, and I seen some something on your website. And let me see if this is the first, maybe the first part of your, maybe the first step of your blueprint. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. But your first, maybe your first goal is to get people to at least get enough money to get rid of their day job first. Tell yes. me if I'm wrong about that. Let me no. know what, what you think. No, it's a hundred percent correct. And when I started out as a school teacher, I couldn't just quit my job. I mean, we had health insurance and I got a steady paycheck that I got, I got paid every Friday. It ran out on Thursday, but I got paid every other Friday. Right. Right. But I had to replace that. I couldn't just quit my job. So the first goal that we had was, Hey, we're school, we're school teachers in Southeast Kentucky. We each make about 2,500 bucks. So together we made about 5,000 bucks. And I said, well, we got to replace that to even think about quitting our jobs. And my wife, she's got the security gland that Dave Ramsey talks about all the time. She said, can we double that and then talk about quitting our job? Right? But I was like, we got to do that first. So right. the, the question that I asked was, well, how could I get a hundred people to pay me $50 a month? Because if I could do that, be 5,000 a month, 60,000 a year. That's a good living for most people in the United States of America and around the world. Absolutely. So yeah, man, we always go for that. We don't focus on the, I'm not posing on my Instagram on a rented Lamborghini. 
I'm not renting an Airbnb on the weekend to show you my fake mansion, right? We're like, hey, can we make a living on the internet and free up our time so yeah. then we can pursue bigger and bigger goals as we go forward? So, yes, that's right. the number one mission, man, is find your God-given talents and experiences, bring value to the marketplace, find 100 people to pay you $50 a month, make 60 grand a year. Great. So I'm glad to sing all this year. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this here. Why does it seem so hard? Let's get, let's get right to it. Why does it seem so hard to think that we can change our routine to fit that model that you just pointed out to us? Man, people are tired. I mean, work it. You got, listen, you got work. Dude, I was, when I was started, I was a working parent. Like my wife and I both had full-time jobs. I coached football for some crazy reason until seven o'clock every night oh in the goodness. weight room in the off season and on the field in the season. I mean, I had two small kids. I had a three-year-old. We had an 18. I mean, you barely have time to see each other, talk to each other, love each other, make more kids, do anything, <laughs> let alone start an online business. Right. Right. You know, right. and we, and what it is, we get into these routines that we think are non-negotiable. Right. Mm -hmm. But what Jocelyn and I did when we realized that we could make money on the internet, when we made our, when we made our first money online, it was only a dime and a penny. It was 11 cents. I'll tell you about that later. But it, but it was, but when we realized you could create value and get money back, we knew that something in our routine had to change. So what we did to solve that problem was we went to a Mexican restaurant. It wasn't this one. It was another one. And we, we sat down and we said, we have 168 hours and so does Beyonce and so does president Obama. And so does everybody else that's successful. Yeah. What are we doing with ours? And, and we put real non-negotiables on the thing first, like sleep, work, keep your children alive, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talk to each other to make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. And then we looked at the time and we the non-negotiables were Netflix or TV or these other things in our life we thought were non-negotiable. Yeah. And we got rid of those. So I think it's just overcoming that inertia and momentum of well everybody's supposed to watch game of thrones on the weekends or falcon and the winter soldier everybody's supposed to do this when really you have more control over your life than you think you do and your schedule and you got plenty of time to do this i love it i am uh, I'm, I'm glad you said that because i have that's been one of my battles about tv i know it's one mm. i know it's been one of my lifetime biggest distractors it's hard um, man it's There's hard shows on that television <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard it's hard what I've instituted right now, and probably gonna go even further, that last year I started at No TV Tuesday. Oh, now I have No TV Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, man. And so That's now good. I'm probably gonna be doing. I, you want to always improve upon that, so you can get to a, to another to another space. And it's not just so, about giving it up. Like, here's another trick that we learned in the beginning. It's what are we gonna get later because of it? Like my wife Jocelyn is addicted to the Olympics. I ain't gonna <laughs> see her during the Summer Olympics. I know it. She's gone. It's out. And the, the year that we went all in on our business, it was the year of the Summer Olympics, right? Wow. I and mean, she's ready to watch it. And I said, well, wait a minute, though. If we would cancel cable, we would have a hundred extra dollars a month that we could put toward our business. Mm. And we wouldn't be able to watch the Olympics. This was back before the internet was big enough to where you could watch everything online, right? right? right, right. So we agreed to this with the dream of someday making enough money where we could go to the Olympics and we could take mm. our kids to the Olympics anywhere in the world. So I think that's really important. It's not just like everybody talks about sacrifice. That's cool. But why are you making the sacrifice? That's the only way you're going to stick to it because you got a goal on the other side. And now, of course, we got cable again because we yeah. can afford it again. And then <laughs> if we wanted to, we could literally go to the Olympics if they yeah. ever have an Olympics open yeah. again right. after the pandemic. Right. So. right. Good. Amazing. Amazing. So let's go with your, with, with your full blueprint. We're starting, first of all, let's replace this income by bringing something of value. First of all, how did that start? And then maybe you can just go, go from there after that. Sure. 
So I discovered online business from a guy named Pat Flynn. He has a podcast. It's called the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Pat's become a good friend of mine. He's a mentor and I always give him a shout out everywhere I go because I was listening to his podcast and he told the story about how he lost his job as an architect. He created a study guide, a PDF, man, that he basically emailed to readers of his blog. He charged like 40 something bucks for it. And he made nine grand off of emailing people a PDF. And I was riding my lawnmower, cutting my grass when this happened. And I about flipped that lawnmower upside down. I jumped off that lawnmower. It's still going somewhere out in the hills of Kentucky. And I ran inside and told Jocelyn, I said, hey, look at this. These information products, these things you can put out there based on your experiences, which this is how we can get 100 people to pay us $50 a month is we can serve them with this knowledge. So what we did was we said, hey, what are our God-given talents? But not just our talents. Everybody gets hung up on their talents. What's your experiences? What wisdom do you have that you can monetize out in the marketplace to help people that are a couple chapters behind you in their journey, right? So we started looking, man, what are our God-given experiences? What are our God-given talents? I was a football coach, so I made playbooks and I sold it to other high school football coaches who needed schemes that could work with slow players and bad players. And maybe you could go home happy more Friday nights than not. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, Jocelyn was an elementary librarian. She had a really hard time finding bell to bell instruction for every day of the school year because people don't know this, but librarians have to teach five or six grades every single day inside of their libraries. They teach information and reading. So we said, Hey, let's put our lesson plans online and let's sell those. So I was a history teacher. I made history lesson plans. I still have a site called ushistoryteachers.com where we sell lesson plans, playbooks, all this stuff. That was our God-given experience. That was our God-given stuff. It wasn't our passions. My passion's walking on the beach. I can't make a living walking on the beach. That's my passion, going to Mexico and walking on the beach. Right. But, but it, was, it was things we knew, things we did, things we could serve other people with. And if you focus on that, if you focus on that, then you can come up with an idea that people will pay you for to solve their problem. Like the librarian problem was interesting. We thought it was, you need lesson plans. It's not what the problem was. The problem was they were working on their own lesson plans for two, three hours a night after school, and they were losing their quality time with their family. They were stressed out. So we gave them back time playbooks for football coaches. I wasn't teaching you X's and O's. I was giving you a scheme that could let you win on Friday night. So you'd wake up Saturday morning and be happy and go watch your kids play in their games. Right. So that's what you're looking for. How can you reach back? How, what are you expert enough at that you can help somebody else with? Take that idea, put it into a product, build a community around it and go out and sell it to people uh, and they'll pay you every single month for it. Okay, great. Now, you know what you get, right? The objections to, to everything you're going to say. So somebody's going to say, I've heard them okay. all, brother. I've heard them all. I've heard <laughs> how everyone. do I? How do I build a community? How do I get these customers that who are just going to want this thing? Sure. I mean, the, you have to build an audience, but yeah. we always focus on the product first because we think audience is backwards. Because if I don't know what I can do to serve people and I don't know who I want to serve, why would I just go build a random audience? That doesn't make any sense. I need yeah. to figure out the problems I can solve, the ideas, my wisdom, my skills, my strengths, my talents. I need to put that into that minimum viable product. You ever heard anybody say that before? that I can get out into the marketplace. And then as I build an audience, I can show them the thing and let it evolve, right? So how we build an audience is really simple. We're consistent, we're prolific, and we're relentless. And I say that everywhere I go because honestly, there's a lot of systems out there, guys, but here's the truth. On the internet, 
The only way you can ever build a business is to be consistent, prolific, and relentless. You consistently create amazing content for free. That's how you build an audience. You're prolific in promoting what you do. You post on social media every single day. You invent, you roll up your sleeves and you work at it. You open your wallet, you buy ads. You do what I'm doing right now, man. You meet amazing people <laughs> like Brian and you jump onto somebody else's show, right? right. You, but you're prolific. You're out there. You're putting in the work. You're putting in the investment and you're doing it. And then you relentlessly follow up with the people that find you. You don't make money on the front end. You make money on the back end. So, of course, we give away free things. We give away free trials. We give away email lead magnets. We build lists. And I email my list every single day. I'm talking to the people who follow me so that I can maintain and build that relationship relentlessly. So eventually when they're ready to buy, they will. So if you consistently create content, you can be a podcaster like us, a YouTuber, you can be a blogger. I don't care what you do. There's only three kinds of content, text, audio, and video, pick one, <laughs> right? And you consistently do that, prolifically promote it, relentlessly follow up and serve people. And eventually you build enough momentum where that first person pays you $50 a month. And then 10 people pay you $50 a month. And then no matter what your industry is, I've seen people do it, raising chickens to lawyers. It doesn't matter. You'll mm -hmm. eventually get to that place where you're like, wow, I've got a shot at replacing my income. Wow. More than my income is possible. How far can this thing go? So consistent, prolific, relentless. Just pick something and do it consistently, prolifically, relentlessly. Um, and over time, you'll make headway. So I like your approach there where you're saying, put something out there and the feedback will basically yes. show you what's what people want. Is that what you're saying as well? Or no? yeah, you got you gotta have a you gotta have a first edition to iterate. Right. Go. Like yeah. for example, I'll tell you a funny story about one of our people. There's a guy named Kenny Troiano. He's got a podcast called Bread to Perfection. Okay. Okay. And his entire business is built upon one premise. I will show you how to keep chickens and you're alive in your backyard. I don't care if you live he lives in the middle of San Diego. And he <laughs> he teaches people how to raise backyard chickens. Right. So his first edition was just this little email newsletter. It was like he would just get you on his list for money and he would send you like an email that said, feed your chickens. Right? It, was, it was nothing. It was just an email <laughs> list. Right. And but then over time, when he got in with us, like he realized, OK, well, I'm already doing the podcast thing. I've got this little thing. People are interested. People have paid me for this one thing, this subscription to my little email PDF. Mm -hmm. So then he builds a community area around it where he can connect other chicken backyard farmers. I don't even know what you call them. Right. And then he starts doing live calls with them once a month where he can answer their questions about raising backyard chickens. Right. So now this thing that started out with just some information, just his email address where you could reach out to him, all of a sudden builds a community. All of a sudden it gets him as the leader of this community. He's now being interviewed by other people who are into like urban agriculture and things yeah. like that. And all of a sudden he's got 200 people paying him every single month to talk about chickens. Right. But it never starts if he doesn't start creating content and send that first thing out that costs money. Right. Yeah. You got to get in the marketplace if you're going to be rewarded by the marketplace. Your ideas are irrelevant until you do something. <laughs> so stop, get your idea, but don't just sit there and tell your wife, I got an idea, and tell your mom and dad, I got an idea. And they're like, it's an idea until it becomes real through your lips, through your fingertips out in the real world. So great stuff. So you're a fan of passive income, Shane. I like passive income. It's that's very a, good that's, there. Now, now, that's There's a little bit of a myth around passive income. Yeah, it's, 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 about been that. A, yeah it's been a little cliche type of buzzword now, but it's not really as simple as we make it out to be, no. I would think. No. There's a process, right? A process. So you're saying, you're saying you can get your 100 people, you know, you should be all good paying you five hundred five fifty dollars no, You're not all good forever. You're good right now. <laughs> you got a little runway. Okay, that's right. So here's my definition of passive income. Okay. okay? 
So passive income is income where you can make money 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even if you're not present, right? Like my website exists. My podcast, I've done 517 flip lifestyle podcasts. They're all out there in the world forever, getting found in Google, whatever. So things can happen. I can make money when I'm not actively trying to make money, but all money must be managed. All memberships must be managed. You've got to put the, the, the effort back into the management of all these amazing resources. And when you have a membership, here's the difference in selling other things online, whether it's physical products or that you have to deliver or courses that you sell one off and they're really high ticket or coaching or where you have to actually show up. When I know my numbers, when I know my membership numbers, like I, maybe I have a hundred people and the average customer stays seven months and average in a month, I might lose 10 people. Well, I now know that the energy I need to go out is get 11 and I grow. That's it, right? So I can understand the runway. Like last year when the pandemic started, everybody's freaking out, especially real world businesses. God bless all you restaurant owners. I love you, man. I, I have my heart yeah, bleeds yeah. for the real world businesses out there. But like online business was, we were scared too at the beginning. And I remember looking at my numbers that day and I said, well, normally our churn is this. If it goes up to this, we got a good 10 months of runway before we even have to think about worrying. So we had peace. We had calm. We had a time to make a plan to not go quietly into the night. Right. And we, we could be proactive in our business. We grew 39% in 2020, right? Because it was passive, because it was, because we knew our numbers out like in advance. Right. Now we know too, that all members eventually quit. You got to go sell more members. <laughs> you want your members to succeed, yes. go through my program and win and just move on with your life. Retention. Right? retention yeah, man. Retention, but retention is like really super important. But what's cool about an online business and a membership business is you, you, you have runway. And if something does happen, even immediately that can knock you out, then you're going to be able to recover from that easier. So passive income to me is like when I got COVID, I got COVID-19 in October, my blood one night, my heart rate dropped to 39, my oxygen dropped to 84. Right. This was a serious situation. Like I was in the, emer I went to the hospital and it was so, it was worse. It was terrible. Like I was all alone. They wouldn't let my family even walk me in. Yeah. So like I went in and I was in the hospital. My son got COVID. Uh, my wife got COVID. Uh, only my 10 year old little girl was the only one in the house that didn't have it. Right. And I got it bad. I was like for two weeks, I was down and out. And then I got pneumonia and then I ended it in the hospital. Uh, right. Okay. Coming out of COVID though. Like my business basically shut down for six weeks, but you know what happened? We grew. We had, I've got a team. I got a couple people that I've hired now to help me out a little bit. So I got backup. That's what happens when you grow your revenue. You can get backup. I canceled all my podcasts. I, I couldn't get ahead on content, but you know what's awesome? I was batched up for 12 weeks. My podcast kept rolling like nothing ever happened, right? Mm, yeah. And that to me is what passive income really is. It's that backstop behind you. It's that floor that you can't fall below. And that floor is higher than everybody else's ceiling. So when we talk about passive income, we're not talking about set for life and all those things. Even the people that are set for life work every day. You know why? Because all that disappears if they don't, people, right? So manage <laughs> your money, build systems that can work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you wake up with new money. But man, I, wa I want to work. I, I love work. I love helping people. I love my mission. If you can get that plus the passive income, there's, there's nothing you can't accomplish on the internet, man. Now, this, I got two more, three more questions. So in your experience, how long does it take to really make some good traction? Because I, I think people want to hear like the, the real truth about this thing. Yeah, in man. your experience it, with it, your it, clients and so forth. Yeah, I, I think the average person, you're always going to have outliers. And that's what most people brag about. Throughout. This person did it in a <laughs> day, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'd say the average person that really takes it to the next level is about 13 to 18 months to stabilize. Because a lot of people will come out of the gate swinging and they'll be like, oh, I did it. 
Mm-hmm. But like you, you've got to, there's a learning curve. You got to learn how to manage a community and you're going to lose a lot of those first members. Then you figure it out and then you lose a lot of that second group. And all, all of a sudden it's kind of starts getting stable, but then you pl- hit that first plateau, 50 to 75 members and you're stuck and you can't quite replace your income. It's almost there. But, and then you kind of bust through that. Then when you get to that hundred to 150 mark, you got to stabilize it. You got to build the systems around it to keep it churning so that you can just focus on beating churn every single month. Right. Normally it takes 13 to 18 months for the people who are really into it to say, I think I could quit my job. And that's true for us too. Like it took us 13 months before, and and we really pushed it. My wife did not want to quit our job when we quit our job, but I'm very Mm. persuasive. And I I was like, if this is what we can do part-time, what could we do full-time? You know? So it took us about 13 months. We had a couple rocky spots there. And then about 18 to 20 months in, we were like, Hey, we never have to work for anybody ever again. This is amazing. So yeah, it takes a little time, but you know what? If you, tr- I, I had my, when I quit my job, my principal asked me, how long have you been teaching? And I said, nine months or nine years. And he goes, you're going to give up all that retirement. And I'm like, good Lord, Mike, there's 18 years left. Yes. I'm going <laughs> to give it up. Goodbye. And that's what most people do. They're like, oh, I got to, this is going to take a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, I, that's a long time. Really? Cause a year and a half from now, you'll probably still have 40 years of life left Great and point. you'll be glad that you did it. So great point, you know, great yeah, point. Man. And I just goes into, I just want to get into like the topic of the, your family's future. How yeah. important is, is it to you now to see or to have people understand how this is the right way to take control of your family's future? There's a trade-off when you work for somebody else, period. And you listen, I think that a lot of people end up with a great job and a great boss and they're totally happy there. I'm not trying to talk to you about quitting your job if you feel like you have security. But if you mm-hmm. want to truly take control of your family's future, You almost have to work for yourself and you have to take the reins because look at last year, man, all these people that worked for these employers, they just shut them down. They said, bye. Like people think, well, I got a nice safe job. Really? No, you don't. 50 million people lost their job last year. So you can't really put your eggs in their basket. The only way you can truly do it is if you're like, I leave the cave every day, kill something and drag it back. Right. A lot of different ways to do that. We think that for families, It's awesome to be able to have that recurring revenue because I can predict in the future what I'm going to make. And I don't have to just show up every day and hope that somebody buys something. So for family focused people who want that time with their kids, man, I got, I figured it out the other day. I got six years left before my kid, my son's 18. I don't know where time went, dude. I've got six years left, but you know what? I'm going to take him to school every day. I'm going to eat breakfast with him every single morning. I'm going to see him at three o'clock because I have total control of my life. I mean, how many more years do I have with my son? I had a friend yesterday. This is terrible. He's a really close friend of our family. He was my doctor and he's 58 years old, healthy. And he just dropped dead of a heart attack yesterday. And he's got kids. And I'm like, dude, we don't know. You just don't know. So when I think about taking control of my family's future, I'm talking about tomorrow. I want to make sure that if I'm gone in two days, I have one with my family. Right. And I spent the time. I spent the minutes and the hours of my day every day in my choosing not the choosing of somebody else. I had to ask permission to go pee in school. I couldn't go to the bathroom <laughs> until the bell rang. I don't want that, you know? So like, that's what I'm talking about, man. If you go out and yeah. build your own income, become and stay self-employed, you can take control of your life, the present, the minutes. You can maximize your minutes and that's going to add up to an amazing future for you and your family. I love it. So last question, and it goes something like this, access of, of all of my guests, and it goes something like this. There are people who are watching now that will be listening later. They have similar goals, similar interests, and probably similar paths as you. And they want to do the same things that you're doing, taking control of their future with their family and making an impact in others. Can you tell us, and I'll put you front and center, 
in your own words, how they can come, how they can become an authority in this space. Oh man, I got this one. Plant your flag. <laughs> Listen, and it doesn't matter who you are. You just have to have a conviction that you believe in what you do for other people. When I started selling playbooks to coaches, man, my first year as a head coach, I was 0 and 10. I lost every game and I got running clock every time. But you know what? The next year I was two and eight. And the next year we were three and seven. And then the next year and the next year, finally we were six and five, eight and two. I had figured out how to win with the kids I had. I'd figured out how to go home happy more Friday nights than not. And I knew that there were people who didn't need Nick Saban's playbook. He's got six foot five defensive tackles that run four, four forties. They needed my playbook because it worked for them. So I planted my flag that I was the authority on helping normal high school football coaches with normal high school football players win with the three, five defense. Same thing we did when we got into online business, we realized that, you know what? We are the authority on memberships. I will put our program up to anybody else. We planted our flag and I'm wearing a shirt right now. I don't know if you can see this. If you're listening later, it says membership masters. So we say we are the membership masters. We do this plant your flag. So believe in yourself, believe in your idea. It's really important to identify your experiences and wisdom and God given talents so that you can believe in what you're doing. And if you go out there into the marketplace with a true solution, with a true person you can help, and you believe that you can solve other people's problems, then you're going to be able to build a business around that idea. You're going to be able to flip your life. You're going to be able to build an income. You're going to be able to change your family's future. So yeah, man, just plant your flag and believe it and do the work to make sure that you are the expert. You are expert enough and you do have that solution. And you'll be shocked at how many people pay attention when you do that. Awesome. That's perfect, man. Fantastic. So yes. Hey, Tell people where they can find you after the show. I know they're ready to, to do that right now. Yeah, man. I mean, you can always find me on the Flipped Lifestyle Podcast. I release two episodes every single week. I actually help my members live on one-on-one -on -one calls, and we air that for everybody to listen to. Plus, we have a special link for everybody who's listening to The Authority Project. Go to flippedlifestyle.com slash authority project, all one word, and I will give you 30 days free inside of our community. That is not dripped. That is nothing held back. Come kick the tires. You can take all your courses. You can figure out your idea. You can hang out in the community. I do two Q&As a month, and I drink a lot of coffee, right? <laughs> so, so check that out, flipped, F-L-I-P-E-D, lifestyle.com slash authority project. And uh, we'll take care of you for 30 days and see if we can help you change your family's future. I love it. Appreciate that, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. People, get a hold of that. Take advantage of that. Get on that. This dynamic duo here. With Shane and Jocelyn in the background. <laughs> hey, she's running thing. the show, baby. She's yeah. pulling the levers. I'm, just the, I'm the dancing monkey that she sends out to just talk and hang out with people, man. I get to, I get with you. She's over doing whatever she wants to do. It's awesome. <laughs> Love it. So people, make sure you get on that. And oh, yes, yes. So I, I always say people to go on the, the 30 letter.com, get your three part series of how to build your authority platform. That's what I do is what I say all the time. You know that. But if you don't, if you're new, there, there it is. Please go there and get on that list. I do a weekly newsletter that is like fantastical because I have a little story line going on and everything else is going on crazy, but you'll love it. And we talk about business um, and how to build your, your, your platform very simply and very easily. But I also want you to go to, and I should have put this on a banner somewhere, but I also want you to go to a, a site called helpmeg.com. It's from a... a one of my fellow creators, Meg Lavu, who was does video and she does she's also she she roasts coffee, Shane. She roasts nice. coffee. I'm all about she, some coffee, man. Let's help Meg. <laughs> some coffee, man. She got into an, an unforeseen accident in December. Ooh. 
and I was a, I rode mountain bike in, in mm. the mountains. She, you know, they were having an incredible trip. She had gotten into a tragic accident. She was this close to not being paralyzed. That she was lucky for that. But I would, if you're able and you have a heart to give, please anything that you can. It's a great, amazing person. She's my friend, and I'm trying to help her. Her GoFundMe go. When we get done here, man, I'll share this on my website and. We'll send it to our people too. See if we I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Shane. Thank yeah. you so much. She's an amazing person. She's just trying to trying to get back on her feet now. We're in getting back to her what she loves, like roasting coffee, and this happens. So, if you have the heart to give again, please go to helpmeg.com and and donate what you can. Thank you so much, people. And that is it for us, people. As I say all the time, remember, build it, share it, and they will come. We'll see you next time. We're out. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.